Three skill position groups with lots of potential on this year's team, led by some homegrown players. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube, where we are currently up to 373 subscribers and counting. So hit that subscribe button. Follow us too to get an alert every time, every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. There are three skill position groups on this team, on this year's Bearcats team, that have a lot of potential. And what's so unique about them is they're led by homegrown players. That's right. We're talking about running backs, wide receivers, and, deep, and uh, the linebackers. Let's start with the running backs. This year's Cincinnati Bearcats team is not going to change its offensive identity very much. This team is still going to be a run-first team. They've been that way the entire Luke Fickle era. Even last year, they were looking to run the ball. Desmond Ritter added to the running game with his abilities. I believe Evan Prater can do the same thing if he's named the starter. But with the running backs that are on this roster, like I look at it. And I don't definitively know, and maybe you don't either. I don't think we know definitively yet who the bell cow is. I think there needs to be one. But I also think right now that they're they're in no rush to find one. I think this is going to be a thing where the Cincinnati Bearcats are going to go through the first four games of the season. And they're going to find, okay, maybe this guy's our bell cow running back. And I think you're not going to really see that until the middle of conference play. If it all plays out the way I think it's going to, I think by the time they go to Dallas and Orlando in late October, I think that's when you're going to see a lead running back. Because how do you slow down an opposing offense? You keep them off the field. Sometimes it's just a matter of keeping them off the field, limiting their opportunities and possessions and complementary football. And I think that's what Luke Fickle and this this team is all about. How many times do you hear Luke Fickle talk about complementary football? You hear about it almost every single week. So therefore, I think Cincinnati is going to eventually find their bell cow running back at the start of the season. Or in the late late season, I'm distracted by this beautiful day here in Macon, Georgia. Blue skies. Anyway, so by the middle of the season, late October, I think that's when you'll see the bell cow running back emerge. Now. This is a very interesting running back room and the fact that you have some experienced players. Charles McClellan, Ryan Montgomery, maybe not so much with Montgomery. But then you add Corey Kiner. And I'm wondering what his role is going to be. You know, does he right away emerge as the lead running back in camp? If he does, that's fine. That solves one question going into the season. If the, the the question of who the bell cow running back is going to be, because let's be honest, you look at Bearcats teams in the past, 
they've had strong running backs and they've had multiple backs at one time. But, you know, we're being honest. The running back room is always led by someone who dominates the carries, racks up the yards, scores all the touchdowns. That's what has made Bearcats teams good in the past. Jerome Ford last year had 20 rushing touchdowns. 2020, Jerome Ford emerged as the lead back towards the end of the season. Even though Jared Dokes may have been there for most most of the season, you knew what you had in Jerome Ford. Go back to 2019, it was Michael Warren. 2018, Michael Warren again. Isaiah Peed was that way in 2000, from 2000, whatever, the early 2010s. You've had always a lead running back. And look at those Bearcats teams. Teams that have won championships, 08, 09, 11, 12, 14, 20, and 21. The common theme has been they've had a lead running back. So I think they have to get one this year. It might be Corey Kiner. And what's interesting here is, remember, homegrown players. Here you have this former four-star recruit, the 2020 Mr. Football from Roger Bacon. He goes to LSU. We're not surprised. We're disappointed that he didn't commit to Cincinnati. But then all of a sudden, he enters his name into the transfer portal and within hours decides to come to Cincinnati. Now you feel like, okay, this team has another big-name player on the roster automatically. But then again, we don't really know if Corey Kiner is going to, you know, just it, – it's not a lock, I think, for for him to be the starting running back. I think he should be based on his pedigree and his, you know, status coming out of high school and his ranking. But it doesn't mean he's going to be the automatic starter. Charles McClellan has been here for five years. Ryan Montgomery's been here a long time. He's going into his fourth season with the team. So you have you have options of running back, which is great. But at the same time, you know, you have to figure out who's going to play what role. And can Charles McClellan stay healthy? Can Charles McClellan, you know, he suffered injuries in 2020. He suffered an injury in 20, 2019. 2018, he stayed healthy, but he hasn't really stayed healthy for most for much of his seasons with the Bearcats. Only two of the four seasons has he stayed healthy. And you can say, well, that's great. Yeah, he's also missed a lot of time. That means he's in half the seasons he's played, he's missed time. Or his season has been cut short due to injury. That's a tough pill to swallow. He's playing in his fifth and final season with the team. You know, if he doesn't stay healthy this year, that means a majority of his seasons he didn't stay healthy. And when he is healthy, he brings a lot to this team. He's versatile. He's quick. Change of pace. That's what you want on this team. This team has a lot of depth and a lot of talent. But what they also are is versatile. Last year, they were, you know, they wanted to beat you in the trenches. But at the same time, they could beat you on the perimeter. They were solid on the boundary corner, the field corner. They were solid everywhere on the perimeter. That's what made that team so great, was they were faster than you thought. In years past, they've been more physical, not necessarily fast. But as Desmond Ritter improved his accuracy and improved his throwing down the field, this team could beat you multiple different ways. I think you will see that this season. If McClellan can stay healthy, but you also have to figure out what role Corey Kiner is going to play. If it means he's the lead running back, fine. Wouldn't that be something? A former homegrown player becomes your lead running back this season. And I think he has the potential to do that. You know, he's now in a system in Cincinnati that is going to allow him to get more playing time. He's not going to be behind, you know, other highly touted recruits down in Baton Rouge. 
He's now in Cincinnati where he's got an opportunity to make a name for himself. He's only played one college season. He's got three left. I mean, who knows where he could be by the end of his senior season. And you know there's a chance that he's – a very good chance. I think he – I'm not sure he's, if he's going to declare after this year or not. I don't think he will. I don't even think that's a question. He's going to be playing at least one season with the Bearcats in the Big 12. That's got to be exciting. That's got to be – maybe that is what drew Corey Kiner back here. To play for his hometown program – that just made the college football playoff and is going to the Big 12. And now he has the potential for a big role on this team. The other question I have is how much of Ethan Wright will we see? I know he made the move from running back to safety, which I'm really not sure why that happened. But, you know, it has been said that he could be used in emergency in emergency situations. If Charles McClellan goes down, there's your change of pace back. Now, he's not as big as McClellan, but he definitely can run. We saw that last year, so very interesting to see what happens with Ethan Wright. If he uh, has, you know, somewhat of a role. I'm not saying minimal. I'm saying like somewhat of a role, like palpable, tangible role. Up next, speaking of the outside and perimeter guys, the wide receivers. Who's going to take a step forward and who's going to fill the void that Alec Pierce left behind? I'll explain next after a word from LinkedIn. As the sun comes out as small businesses are back in business. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million jobs Seekers, visit LinkedIn. Post your job for slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Which NFL stars moved the betting line the most? It happened all last week on Lockdown NFL. The team unveiled the 50 most valuable players in the league, according to the odds makers of Bet Online. Now, you can get all of those podcast episodes on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube to find out the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the oddsmakers at betonline.net. Number one is a surprise player, by the way. Not a player I would expect to be number one, but a player who I did expect most certainly to be in the top five. Alex Frank with you, your host of Lockdown Bearcats, each and every day on this Tuesday, July 26th. How are we already July 26th of 2022? Anyway, let's talk about the wide receivers. This is a position that I feel like has not has been overlooked in previous years with the Cincinnati Bearcats. But at the same time, I think it can be a really valuable position this year. Alec Pierce, what he did was he, he brought some revitalization back to the position. Sure, you've had great receivers over the years like Shaq Washington, and Mikhail, uh, Mikhail McKay, um, Devin Gray, Marty Gilliard. I should have mentioned him first. You've had some really good receivers over the years. 
But at the same time, it kind of feels like it's been a position that's kind of been an afterthought on offense. What's driven this offense for years has been its running game and the tight ends. But I think this year the wide receivers are going to take a step forward, and I think they have to take a step forward. Um, Nick Mardner, by the way, named to the Fred Bolitnikoff Award watch list. That's huge. That's positive going into the season. That's something I can get behind. If you've got a Fred Bolitnikoff Award winner watch list or Fred Bolitnikoff Award watch list player on your team, you have the potential to be really good offensively. We know this guy is going to bring versatility to the position. Slot, go deep. That's what he's going to bring. Whoever starts a quarterback for Cincinnati is going to have a really solid, experienced weapon in Evan Prater, or in Nick Martin, rather. One who has played in the Mountain West, which I'm not really sure on the rankings of that conference, but you play in some tough environments and some tough altitude in that conference. You play out in Hawaii, where it's hot all the time, and you learn how to play football out there. I think that can, that can adjust well. To Cincinnati. But the question I have is. Who fills in for Alec Pierce? And it doesn't necessarily have to be. This player. Directly plugs into Pierce's role. Like like with the defensive line in 2019. It wasn't just. Well this guy's going to fill Copeland's role. Or this guy's going to fill Cortez Broughton. Or this guy's going to fill Kamani Fitz. No it was. Collectively. They're going to fill all three losses. And that's what happened. And the defensive line that year was still really, really good. I think that's going to be the case this year with wide receiver. Now, the good news is you have some established players. You've got Tyler Scott, who broke out last year with touchdowns, multiple touchdowns. I believe he was the second leading receiver on the team in terms of receptions. You've got Trey Tucker, who definitely needs to be more than just a big play guy. You know, every time you see Trey Tucker, it's a big play guy. Now, they do use him on jet sweeps, which is fine, but he's got to be more of a possession receiver. But you look at the other receivers on this team, and there are some options. I think you could see some homegrown players. But you look at the roster, and you know who three are, Mardner, Scott, and Tucker. I think all those guys are going to be really good. But you look at the other receivers on this roster. I see Quincy Burroughs, freshman from Jacksonville, Wyatt Fisher, been here a long time, a redshirt senior, you know. Um, Jaden Thompson, Ashton Kohler, uh, Christian Blue Smith, haven't really seen much of him. Jair Thomas, Jaheim, Jaheim Thomas's, is that, I don't think it's Jaheim Thomas's brother, it might be though. Uh, Leslie Ando, he's a freshman. But it's just going to be interesting to see if someone emerges. We didn't expect Tyler Scott to emerge last year, he did. With that breakout 81-yard reception. Another question I have is what exactly is Nick Bardner's role with this offense? You know, is he the deep route guy? Is he a slot guy strictly? Are they going to allow him to utilize his versatility? 49 receptions last year for over 900 yards, meaning that he's a big play receiver. But I still think this Bearcats team needs receivers in the slot. I still think Trey Tucker's your deep man. I think Tyler Scott is also. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Nick Mardner. Here's a guy who's 6'6", 215 pounds, so he's big. I would put him on the outside. Tyler Scott, 5'11", 185. That, to me, screams slot receiver. You also have um, 
Marcus Peterson, uh, Will Poling, Trey Tucker's 5'9", 185. I don't know a lot of big receivers on this team. 5'9", 5'10", 5'10", 5'11". You've got um, Marner at 6'6", Bluesmith at 6'5", Thomas at 6'4". But other than that, I'm not seeing Marcus Peterson 6'3". Like, you think of wide receivers. You think of these big, strong players. But I would remind you, look at Cooper Cup and what he did last year for the Rams. He's not very tall. I would say, look at Jamar Chase. He's only six foot. He had an unbelievable season. Tyreek Hill in the same way. He's under six foot. And yet, he still had, I mean, he had 111 catches last year. You don't have to be tall to play the wide receiver position, but at the same time, height is an advantage. So you have some options. It's going to be interesting to see if this receiving core is about, you know, big play catches, you know, go over the top or speed where they're going to just, you know, rack up yards after the catch. There's versatility in this room. It's got a lot of potential with some homegrown players we haven't seen yet who could take the field this season. And I do think it's going to be a much bigger role in the offense this season. And at the same time, guys need to step up and, and fill the void that Alec Pierce left. And also, as I'll explain to him on tomorrow's show, the tight ends, yes, they are the focal point of this offense. And they have been for the last two, three years. But defenses know they're getting the ball. So if they can cover them, Wiley and Taylor, the wide receivers then have to step up. Up next, we'll go to the other side of the ball, linebackers. Potential there, a lot of homegrown players, including the brother of the standout player last year's team. I'll explain after a word from betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all of the latest sports developments, sports ev- and events, rather, at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. I need to hit the links. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's go to linebackers. It's a position that, you know, it used to be, it's so fascinating to me how the game of football has changed. It used to be the position that sold tickets. Like when I first started getting into football, your your faces of the league were Ray Lewis, and this is just some, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Terrell Suggs. I mean, these were big-bodied linebackers who hit with incredible force. That's what sold tickets. Now what sells tickets is offense and wide receivers and quarterbacks, which is fine. Linebackers... I've kind of lost its luster a little bit, but at the same time, it's still a very important position. They're smaller, they're faster, they're not as big as they used to be. But at the same time, that's okay. The game of football has changed. The game of football has now become about speed. The game of football has now become which team is faster, which team is more offensive, you know, you know, the importance of them has gone up. They're not as revered as they once were. That's okay. How good can this linebacker group be? Well, I think it can be very good. I think you have some really solid options at linebacker. I mean, I can name you four starters right now. If you go 3-4, I don't think the Bearcats will. But I think if you if you were to go 3-4, here, here are your starters. The Pace brothers, Jaheen Thomas, and Wilson Huber. 
That's a pretty solid quartet right there. Wilson Huber, a sixth-year player who was emerged as a leader. I know he only, he only had 17 sacks last year, but he had three, 17 tackles, rather. He had three sacks, though. Deshaun Pace at 95. He's the leading tackler returning on this year's team. And he was an honorable mention all, uh, all AAC last year. He's going to be a first-teamer this year. I mean, he's going to be – I think he could be – and when we get to media days this coming Thursday – I think he could be the defensive player of the year preseason in the conference. If it's not him, it would most certainly be his brother, Ivan Pace. I'm excited to see what he can bring. He played in the Mid-American Conference, but he was the defensive player of the year, according to Pro Football Focus. He had nine sacks in one game. Was it six? Might have been six. Six sacks in one game against Akron in 2019. So you know what he can bring. He's going to what he's going to bring. He's going to bring a veteran leadership. He's going to bring, you know, just a toughness to this team. Yaheem Thomas, former four-star recruit from Princeton, hasn't really seen the field much in his career, but he's in his fourth season. He could come back for fifth season. This was one of those, remember when the Bearcats got Yaheem Thomas and you were and we were all over it? Four-star recruit. Hasn't really seen the field much yet, but he could this season. In fact, I think he will. Wilson Huber's going to bring a leadership to this team. Loves the game of football. You know, I think he's going to be that energizer. I think Deshaun Pace, we know he's going to bring playmaking. He had four picks last year. We know that he's probably the best player on this defense. But you look at the linebackers on this year's team. You've got um, Ty Van Fossen, a veteran from Canton. You've got um, David Jones, Jr., a linebacker from Lakota West. Um, I know there's other Cincinnati players on this run. Um, uh, Cam Jr., linebacker, redshirt freshman from Middletown. You've got Jack Haglidge from Mason, transfer from the uh, Naval Academy, sophomore. Seven of the 13 linebackers on this roster hail from the state of Cincinnati. And the potential of the Pace brothers, my goodness. I mean, I did a show earlier this month on, you know, them setting the pace, literally, no pun intended, for this team. And I wonder, in addition to Jaheim Thomas, are any high-priced recruits going to step up? I think there's a solid trio in place. But I also think you're going to see guys worked into the games, especially in games you're going to blow teams out, and that's going to set the stage for the future. Like, I don't know if Deshaun and Ivan are going to be here next year. I know Wilson Huber's not, sadly. But that's why you have to have a plan in place. And again, what makes this position so great, what makes this whole team so great, is the depth that they have. You're not only setting the stage for this season and winning a third straight conference championship. You're also setting the you're also setting the future for what next year is going to look like. On tomorrow's show, tight ends, offensive line, defensive lines, it's still a Faircats football program that is driven through the trenches. We'll get to that on tomorrow's show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Get more on the Big 12 by making Lockdown Big 12 your second listen. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Lockdown Big 12, your second listen. That's Lockdown Big 12. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. 
Today is the first day of Bengals training camp. want to wish um, my good friends at Lockdown Bengals, James Rapine, who's also my colleague at All Bearcats, and Jake Lisko, as they get, want to wish them the best luck of this season as they get their coverage ramped up over on Lockdown Bengals. All Bengals at Sports Illustrated, they, I'm sure, are ecstatic and excited as heck for the first day of training camp. The road to Glendale starts today, so wishing them the best luck. You can go check them out. After you listen to Lockdown Big 12, make Lockdown Bengals your third listen. Hashtag not sponsored. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. And I will be back tomorrow with the trenches, offensive and defensive lines, plus the tight ends as we get set for fall camp for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you tomorrow.